This is Season 2 of the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. I am AZ, here with Stinky Pinky. How are you feeling today, Chris? Adam, I'm feeling hot. I'm feeling good. Still got the loss last week, but I broke 100, so uh, that's a big moment. Exactly. You're moving in the correct direction. Um, I did smash you. Actually, only by like 18 points. But still... Got that victory. I'm I'm actually really on the pathway up here with an actual win. You're just yeah. happy with a few extra points this week. Yeah, it's still not ideal, but I think a lot of the factors that go into my mood right now are uh, Ben's College this weekend. I'm going to see a bunch of people from the league. It's going to be a blast. Absolutely. Anytime you can get together with your league mates and just you know shoot the shit, talk smack, and you know talk fantasy like in person, it's always better than over you know some sort of a facebook chat whatever it is so it's good getting a face-to-face and seeing their reactions yep so big week again for everybody here should we get right into it talk about so yeah uh, like we usually like going with those waivers first it is wednesday um september 18th and waivers have cleared this morning and we have a pretty good list here so i want to go to an hour and 20 minutes like we did last time it was fine but let's try and keep it to an hour (laughs) yeah um so the first one, with the, which was the biggest cost, was Demarcus Robinson, 17 fab to Stu. Yeah, so Demarcus Robinson, he obviously had a huge week last week. I think over 100, two touchdowns, a couple yeah. bomb touchdowns, which is exciting. Um, I had a bid on Demarcus Robinson. I put in 12 fab. Obviously didn't get him. Did you bid on him at all? Um, I actually didn't because I had bid so large last week for yeah. two wide receivers. I'm kind of good on the whole wide receiver position. And I knew if I wanted to get Robinson on my team I would have to spend a good amount of fab that I wasn't willing to spend because this is I want to ask you about this I was very curious you have Tyreek Hill yeah what are your thoughts on the longevity of Robinson I think yeah once once Tyreek is back I can't he's gonna diminish again he's been on the team for a couple years his his role is solidified as the backup Uh, that being said there's not much clarity on the Tyreek Hill situation yet so while he's there, if he can put up a couple more weeks like this, that's a steal at 17 fab. That being said, it's a kind of a boomer bust play. Though he did get a lot of targets last week, is there are they going to go to Miko this week? Are they going to go to Sammy Watkins because Sammy had a slower week? You can't. I wouldn't say you can trust the volatility of uh, Demarcus Robinson, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I don't have any stocks in the Kansas City offense at all, and I just think that. Sure, this week it was Demarcus Robinson, but it wasn't Sammy's week. In the first week, it was Sammy. So I think like it's going to be anybody's game, and I don't think I would be willing to spend that large amount of percentage for a player that is. I think it's a roll of the dice. Like, are they going to be the guy this week that gets those huge bombs? I don't think there. There's too much too much talent there. There's too many guys that can do what Robinson does, and they're doing it successfully. We've seen it over the last couple of weeks. Even last year, we just saw like when you have Mahomes as your quarterback, if you can run fast, you're gonna get touchdowns. But you can't give it to everybody. So I just feel like when Hill comes back, Robinson really goes into the back burners, and I think Mikol, since he is the younger player. Maybe they'll hold him out a little bit. Maybe they'll be the ones that split the carries. But I just didn't think that I could trust the volatility. And Robinson was just too high of a cost for me. Yeah, I'm not sure if Stu has him in his starting lineup this week. If 
if he doesn't, I think it's a bit of a waste of your fab because you got to use him while he's there, right? Yes, you got to use him while he's there. So we'll take a look when we get to his roster, but I think that's a big point to make too. Yeah, and we'll go on to the uh, next uh, waiver pick there, which was Nelson Aguilar going for 14 to Nolan. Yeah, so Nelson, he had a, a lot of targets last week, obviously with Alshon going down and Deshaun going down. We have those guys out for multiple weeks. He's going to be the only other dependable target outside of Zach Ertz that has some continuity in this offense. Again, I put another $12 bid on this one. Missed out again. Just missed. Yeah. Um, so good job, Nolan. You didn't overpay by too much there by any means. And I think he's a he's a pretty safe play. The ceiling's going to go to DeMarcus. I think the floor with Nelson's going to be relatively high. Yeah, Nelson is a good player, but he just seems to drop the ball a lot. Yeah. Like, from what I've seen. And like the end of the game last week, that after Julio had his insane touchdown to take the lead, it was a perfect throw by Wentz down the seam, down the sideline, and he, there's nobody in front of him. He had beat both defenders, and it went right through his hands. Like it was just, it could have been like a 60 yard touchdown to cap an even more. Like he still had a good week. He had a touchdown, oh, yeah, he had but good that, yardage. Yeah. But if he would have caught that one, it won, it would have won the game, and two, it would have been an explosion of a week for Nelson. He probably would have gone for more than Robinson did if yeah. he had caught that. 100%. But I think he does have drop problems. He, he's tough to rely on. But. I think it's an excellent pickup because of the two number one and number two wide receivers in uh, Philadelphia being injured right now. Yeah. We, and you're right. We're, it's a little unclear on how long these players will be out. And it's quite possible that both of them are out this coming week, which would lead to Nelson yeah, being it's lo- very... it's looking valuable. that way for sure, yeah. And then we got third one. We got Josh Allen going to Danny for 11, Fab. What do you think here, Adam? Um, Josh Allen had started on my roster. I did draft him after Dak. After Dak has had the the solid week one I was like I felt confident I liked the way that Dallas was looking and I didn't want to have my bench just be held up by a quarterback that I was never going to start because I felt like I was confident with Dak going every single game this year and so I let him go and he because after the first week it was whatever I think he had like 17-ish points he had a rushing touchdown last week um he's a good player and I think that he's a lower tier mid-tier quarterback that is the waiver wire he could get dropped again but for 11 I think it's a good pick like I think that he's talented but he's not going to get you an explosion game I don't think yeah like he's going up against Cincinnati they like they've shown to be a little bit susceptible to quarterbacks for sure I think he'll have a top 12 week I agree could be good but I, I do think 11 fab might be a little bit much just for a quarterback and also like I don't understand like Danny seems to be like rock hard for quarterbacks he has three <laughs> he has three quarterbacks on his roster that right doesn't now. seem smart i was talking to danny a bit about it today so i get i get why he's keeping drew Brees. no problem there i understand but he's keeping Kirk cousins on his bench i'm like dude oh. he's not even good yeah like it, that that he can't do that you and definitely then, and then you pay 11 fab for a quarterback another one i don't know yeah that, i i definitely have questions over his management of his roster for sure after oh, that so oh, called out let, next. Let, i know well in that week one sure he beat fraser um, but I had him going potentially in that dilly bowl at the yeah. end of the year, and if he keeps making poor roster decisions like this, then maybe it could be true. I was pulling back because he has been fairly successful, yeah. and now especially with Breeze going out, these weird roster maneuvers that he's doing, I think he, I don't know. It looks like he's he's going for he's it. Go, he's going backwards. Yeah, so it's not a good thing for Danny that, that so. I'm he's, seeing. He's two and zero right now, so that gets him in a pretty good. Oh, position for sure, now, absolutely. But... We're talking shit to a guy that's two and zero. Has yeah. better records than both of us. <laughs> but we're to say the the trajectory is not looking the fa- the most fantastic right now. Yeah, more than fair there. Um, the next one was Debo Samuel for nine to Taylor. Yeah, Debo Samuel. So San Francisco wideout. He's a rookie. 
Big thing with him. He had a good week last week, and he had a bunch of targets. So yep. this, this San Fran passing game has been a little bit difficult to figure out. Obviously, I drafted Pettis. He's gone. That was He's never draft. coming back. Yeah. yeah. It was a horrible pick. It sucks. I thought that he had the chance that he looked good at the end of last season. But it looks like Debo is going to be that guy, in my opinion. Yeah, it's good when then Debo. Um, but a really important thing to keep in mind is that it was against Cincinnati's defense and their secondary has just struggled. So I think, yeah, like the one touchdown to good when he was literally left, there wasn't anybody within 15 yards of him. It was just, they're just not a great secondary. So it was very easy, I think, for the 49ers to expose that. They did score 41 points. Yeah. Um, so that's why going back, the Josh Allen pick is good because they He's playing Cincy and things could yeah. definitely go well for him. Um, but going with Debo, I don't want to go too hard on Debo because, like you said, we don't know what's going on with that passing attack in in, um, in San Francisco yet. And who knows, it could have just been Cincinnati, which is why he did well last week. Yeah, and there's going to be some growing pains as a rookie too. So there's there's a bunch of different factors. Um, nine, I don't think it's an overpay. I just think he, he might be a relatively risky player at the same time. Yeah, I agree. Um, next one is Chris Conley, seven to Taylor again. So he gets yeah. another wide receiver. Conley, I believe, plays for Jacksonville. Yes, now, he right? does. Yeah. yeah. So me here, I, I don't want anything to do with the passing attack in Jacksonville in general. Absolutely not. Garden, Gardner seems like a cool dude, but I don't think he's going to produce a lot of fantasy points, and especially if we don't even have the number one in Jacksonville, which yeah, I, I think is probably Chark. I, you don't know. Who don't. knows? I th- I don't think they really have a one anymore. It it's just matter. just a like group of guys points. that are out there trying to catch a ball from a guy that's gonna not throw that often and not amazingly well. Yeah. And I, as you're saying though, like I I do love Gardner Minshew, just the character that he is. I feel like he's competing with Baker Mayfield for this kind of attitude that they're yeah, they're he's having. Yeah, definitely trying to follow it's, that path. Yeah, it's like a. I feel like the NFL is starting to get a little bit more fun. I don't know what it is. Like it started off with them allowing the touchdown celebrations. I just feel like they're celebrating more of this unique personalities and letting those kind of flourish. Yeah, come out, yeah. And so, going to the actual fantasy aspects of it, I don't think Connolly is going to be somebody that you can rely on. I would never start him. There's no way you can rely on that. No. Um, unless you're just in a really rough spot. Um, it's possible they didn't think that he was going to get Debo, so he just had a little bit of a backup. Or he's just trying out both guys. Who knows? Yeah, who knows there. And then we got James Washington going to Frazier for six. Fab, what do you think here? I feel upset. Upset? Because you tried I, to get him? No, I had him. Oh, okay. And I thought I was being clever. And I picked up the Jets' defense before they played on the Monday night. Oh, that thing. then things changed with that injury. And then, then the things changed with the injury. Um, I just... I wanted James Washington back on my team, actually, because so I felt yeah, like plan, yeah. things could have gone better. And I'm not even going to play the Jets. I've already dropped the Jets' defense. Like, I, I picked them up. I lost James Washington. And then I wanted to pick him up again. And it now was waivers. Good. And now he's on Fraser's team. It would have been a flyer pick. I don't think I would have been able to start him. But it was a guy that I liked having on my team. And I feel like I let him go and I for literally nothing. There's nothing in my roster. I dropped the Jets. I haven't even picked anybody else up right now. So it's not even there yet. Yeah. yeah so I put a four, $4 fab bid on here. I think the connection, it's been talked about a bit. Just um, Mason Rudolph to James Washington. They're Oklahoma State teammates. That's where they both played really, really well. You can see in the preseason they seem to have a good connection, so that's kind of where yeah. that's going off of. That being said, that's against second stringers. You're not playing against starters when you do that. So he's definitely a throw at the dartboard, but you can see sometimes when like a backup quarterback can do well with a backup receiver. Yep. I remember Robbie Anderson did it well a couple of years ago with 
a Jets quarterback who came in late. I don't even remember who the starter was for the Jets at that time, but some backup came in and just hyper-targeted Robbie Anderson because that's all he knew, and that worked out really well. Yeah. That being said, we'll see what happens here. Uh, yeah, so it was a good, yeah, good pickup by Frazier. Yeah, I have no problem with that. He's a good pickup, too. Um, the next one is Ty Johnson, six to Alex. Um, I had no idea who this guy was, to be honest, until I saw that he was was picked up. And I was like, oh, okay. I actually did, played for the Lions. He did well. He got a touchdown. He had some good rush yards. Yeah. And then they ended up dropping C.J. Anderson, like letting him free. Yeah, so they clearly have confidence in Ty Johnson here. And I think that's a great pickup for six. Running backs are very valuable. If something happens to on Johnson, this guy is going to be he's the be guy. The next one. And even with on Johnson there, he's still going to get work, it looks like. So this one, I'm a little I'm – I was on the same page as you, Adam. I just – I think Alex – probably follows the lines a bit closer than yeah the he's rest a little of bit us. of a fan of the, the lions so yeah. you have a little bit more information but yeah i was the same way i'm like who the fuck is this guy why is somebody paying fab for him yeah i'm curious if anyone else bid on him or yeah. if he could have got him for less not saying that he's not worth the fab i'm just curious if he was so under the radar that he could well he had a decent less. week so it's po- and he's a running back so it's possible that somebody could have tried could've to sneak it, it in yeah. there so i think that's actually a fairly safe yeah if uh, anyone else bid on ty johnson please let us know just in the group because i'm i'm curious to see if anyone else bid yeah aside there quick i like how uh sleeper it tells you if other people bid and what they bid oh really i actually didn't even realize that um our this league is not on the sleeper app but we do have a dynasty league that is on that so that's very interesting information sleeper is also a sponsor of this podcast (laughs) no it's not (laughs) Um, if they want to be though yeah sure absolutely (laughs) i'm I'm open um (laughs) Next would be the Titans defense going to Fraser for five. Yeah, okay. Titans play who this week? Um, it's so, they're, wait, they're it, Thursday night against Jacksonville. Yes, play, that's yeah. right. So, yeah, that's, yeah, so uh, that was a great pickup by Fraser. Um, that's a team I probably should have gone after, but I didn't want to – I got in my own head because I had messed up with the whole New York Jets pickup trying to be tricky getting them for free agency that I didn't want to spend fab to actually get a good defense and then I just didn't bid on one and this would have been an excellent one to go for for sure props to phrase here like no he's actually man, making man's... positive positive moves yeah he's been the bottom like the toilet of the league for forever and now man's making aggressive I, plays see, a double dilly will do that to you it will if, but you, I'm just if you have impressed. to live with that double dilly like you want you can't do that you can't go triple like you can't yeah. but he, he's using his brain and I like it he's yeah. a smart dude he now is. he's making plays absolutely I, I, I love it he is making good maneuvers so good on you Fraser. that being said what if Minshew I hope Minshew just lights up oh the my Titans god defense. he just drops his dick on Fraser's chest that'd yeah. be amazing <laughs> let's hope that um, next would be the 49ers defense to stew for four. They've been amazing. I think they're like the top three defense Probably. right now. A lot of it's coming off of they had two defensive touchdowns on Jameis Winston. So like and that's... then they also played Cincy. Like it just... <laughs> yeah, that makes a difference. Yeah. Uh, 49ers, I forget who they played this week. Um, off the top of your head? I don't know. No, off the top of my head, unfortunately. Um, I do have Brita or Brenda on my team, so it looks like they're playing Pittsburgh. Playing Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I, I definitely see the allure to this one. We got a quarterback who's never played in an actual NFL game before outside of half of a game, right? So, And, yeah, they look they look like a better defense. They look like they've gotten better just in general. Yeah, so it does. I have no problem with that pickup. They are kind of, I think, under the radar just because they've been such a shitty defense for so long. But they're showing like they've had great games. The team's two and zero on the road, so this is I think this is their first home game too. So it, it can't yeah. hurt. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, next would be Stafford to uh, three fab to Nolan playing Philly. So what's Nolan gonna do here? He's playing. He's playing Stafford against his team. Wow. Yeah. Who's um, he gonna cheer for? He's gonna cry. Oh, he's probably hoping. For, I he's hoping for a high scoring game, obviously. But then with Philly winning, but the with. 
all those wide receivers missing in Philly, it's probably not going to be that high score, and they're probably going to run the ball a lot for Detroit. So yeah. I don't see a huge amount of upside for Stafford. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I th- it could be. I think the defense, um, or at least the secondary in um, Philadelphia, has been a bit more susceptible than people thought. They just thought, oh, it's Philly. They have a good defense. But they have a young secondary, and Darby hasn't been performing very well. And Stafford's had a couple of good games. So he could do something. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if he's like a low-end tight end one this week. Tight end? Yep. All right, cool. Yeah, so Stafford is going to be playing tight end. <laughs> Screw TJ Hawkinson. He's going to be playing quarterback. They switched. <laughs> um, I know what you're talking about. You talk, <laughs> talk 12 quarterback. It's po- it's possible. Um, I wouldn't put my money on it, but it's possible. Uh, the next would be Jason Wynn for two. Um, for To you, Chris. Yeah, so I had Jared Cook. Obviously, he got a downgrade with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Yeah. I've got Jason Wynn. I want him to play against Miami. There is a feast of yards on defense, especially now. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, who would be normally covering tight ends for us, is now long gone out of the situation. So yep. hopefully some uh, some touchdowns connected with Dak there. For sure. And I th- hasn't he had a touchdown each of the two weeks so far? That yeah. it's, that's basically all he's done. But you can tell they're trying to get him to like more milestones, make him more of a legend in this like the oh, annals of football history. Yeah, because he is a legendary tight end. He's been fantastic. And they, whenever they're close to the red zone there, I've seen it. They, they give him the ball and they give him his touchdown. Everybody loves him. And then he sits on the bench for a while. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully I get that again, because if not, then it's going to be real low. I seem to struggle with tight ends just in general. I, I never have any do. luck. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough position, yeah. That's why it's good when you can lock one in. Yeah, for sure. Um, then the next one would be Greg Olson to Brandon. Yeah, so one fab to Brandon there. I think Greg Olson, he had a, obviously had an incredible week last week, over 100 yards, hyper-targeted. The biggest question is Cam going to play. If Cam doesn't play, there's going to be a downgrade at quarterback, downgrade at targets. So we'll see what happens. I don't think they play a very good team in general. It's just Oh, they play Arizona this week. Yeah, so Panthers. it's a good matchup for sure, but I, it doesn't look like Cam's going to play. He was in a walking boot Still today. Yeah. So if you're in a walking boot on Wednesday, you're probably not playing on Sunday. Yeah, and it's going to hurt. Yeah, so again, it's only one fab. He did have Olsen. He, had, he drafted him, dropped him. I guess he's getting him again. What a waste of a fab, Brandon. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you're already struggling with fab issues, trading away 50, and now you're wasting <laughs> one on Greg Olsen, our lord and savior. Um, but yeah, honestly, I, I, have, I think Olsen, there's no chance he plays 16 games. When I was watching the no. first early snaps of their last week's game, after this like first catch, he was like hobbling off the field. Like he was just like, it, it was just it seemed like he was in pain everywhere. It wasn't just like a foot thing. He just did not seem fluid. Like he had to dive and make the play, and then he hit the ground, and like it was just that was all it was. Like yeah, he, he's just getting he got, old. He got hit. Yeah, exactly. He's, yeah. he's just getting old, and I just don't see him lasting that much longer. Unfortunately, because I love that dude, helped me to get a championship. But for sure, he just he's his body is taking some damage. Yeah, as you're right. Um, and then, real quick, whatever Ben got the Saints defense for one fab. And then he dropped them, and then he picked them up again, and then he dropped them again. So they're not on his roster. Interesting. So he threw away a fab as well. What an idiot. What are you (laughs) thinking, dude? Um, Then the last one, uh, Zane Gonzalez, uh, zero fab, Brandon, kicker, who gives a fuck like last week. Let's move on. Let's move on. All right, so do you want to quick talk about this trade that happened? I think it happened this morning, right? Yeah, so it was um, early morning. Um, Actually, not that early. It was like 10.30 or something. Early they, there was a trade that went through. It was Sterling Shepard going to Alex for 15 fab to Brandon. Yeah. Um, I think this is fine. It's 15 fab. It's not a big deal. I think Sterling Shepard has a chance to do something. 
That being said, there's a couple variables. Golden Tate's going to be coming back soon, and we have um, Daniel Jones coming in. So we'll see. Clearly, Alex has some faith in Daniel Jones then if he's going after and taking a wide receiver. Yeah, I think Daniel Jones eventually will be an upgrade at quarterback. I, I don't think he's that bad. He's, he seemed yeah. like he was pretty good. So yep. I think it's I think it's just fine on either side. Brandon yeah. needed some foul. I, I looked at Alex's team, and I was like, oh, okay, that makes complete sense. Like, he needed wide receiver help like when I we, think a lot of people in the league that need wide receiver help this year which is strange because usually that's the deeper exactly, position and yeah. it's making me feel even more confidence with just going in on those two wide receivers that could be a full season aid to my squad being Marquise Brown and John Ross a third um, so yeah those dropping the 45 for those two I'm feeling way more confident because I do agree with you there seems to be some lacking of confidence in many wide receivers this year yeah, 100% they could be uh, aids for your roster you could have roster aids <laughs> I don't think that that's the case so far it definitely isn't the case uh, that is not um, and I thought okay, Brandon he gave away his 55 for DK Metcalf getting a little fat back That's it's a good trade by both of them there it, I think it helps both of them in different ways but it helps them yeah i think it's fine all right so that was our waiver and our trade talk and let's get into the recap from last week the matchups and we've got to start with our matchup first here because we are the hosts here yes you're definitely going to be unhappy about it um gallop miles to hide from brown um i did have 121 points and then your squad cooking into woods getting chubby 103 as we mentioned you did Cross that 100 point mark. Congratulations. It's Thank not you. an embarrassment, you, but it is still an L, and that's your second one. Yeah. Um, what went wrong this week, Chris? Biggest thing, Deshaun Jackson. He ruined my life, and I, I was texting you about it. It's so frustrating because he obviously he starts the game, plays two snaps, pulls his groin, and he's gone. So that's literally, it's just a waste. He was on the field, he comes back on, he's like, no, I can't play. So that, it just kills your roster when you have someone put oh, up zero for I mean, you. Yeah, an absolute goose out there. And again, it's not, it's like the, he wasn't on the field. Like, it doesn't really matter. I guess a goose is a goose. But yeah. like, when it's right away, like the whole game, you're like, wow, this really is unfortunate. Yeah. I played against Deshaun Jackson in all three of my leagues. Yeah, that's. I was you quite could not pumped. Have been luckier in that, in that dynasty league, I was down by, sorry, I was up by four the only player to play in a half point ppr league was this sean jackson and you gets won zero name i and i won and it Who was you... it was alex oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was i felt okay it sucks that i felt was feeling good about an injury because i don't want to be happy about people getting injured but when it's like all three leagues i there was definitely some joy that i had from that especially yeah. pulling out some big wins yeah it was definitely like a double hurt for me especially having carson once then losing that target losing alshon yes. you can just see he goes downhill he wasn't playing very well in the first half. Deshaun's out. I was feeling like crap there. Yeah. Um, Dak did a, had another excellent week for me. 33.66 points. Um, just going to keep on riding him. The real storyline, I guess, was um, Brenda versus the Mustard Man. Yeah, that and was a big one. Frickin' Mustard Man gets 21.1 points. And Brenda had a good week, uh, 13.2 points, like 121 rush yards, 11 receiving yards. Like, that's still a good week. Yeah, no touch, no touchdowns, that's the, That was the thing. Jeff Wilson stole two touchdowns from this team. Raheem Mostert scored another one, called back on holding, which sucked. But it is what it is. We came out. It was nice to see his involvement. Makes me feel a little bit better about losing Tevin Coleman because I do I kind of got his replacement yep. here in this situation. Yeah, it so. worked out very well for you. Yeah. Uh, Saquon doing Saquon things, 19.5 points. Um, and then I had uh, the wonderful John Ross the third going for 17.2 points. Chris, 
That was he didn't have that many points for the, almost the whole, what happened. So there was um I think he had about four points with at fifty nine minutes into the game, fifty nine minutes and ten seconds into I the game. I believe that's what it was. Yeah, and then bang, he goes for a sixty yard touchdown. When the game is completely over, it was forty two to ten. I could not have been more mad. I was watching it on um on Red Zone. I'm like. Who's number eleven? Just don't be John Ross. Don't be John Ross. And they're like, announcer's just like, oh, John Ross had a great week last week, and here he goes in the end zone. I was fucking. Oh, you could tell because like the defense did not care. They were, they were kind of trying to chase him down, but at that point, less than a minute left in the game, they're up by like thirty-two points or whatever. They're like, whatever, give it to him. Yeah, who cares? So it was fantastic. That worked out very well because I actually, I was talking last week the entire time. Oh, am I gonna play AB? I kept saying he's in my lineup right now. Probably not gonna play him. Probably not. That was the decision. It was about 10 minutes before the 1 o'clock game started on Sunday. um, And I just removed AB, put John Ross in there. And AB ended up having 12 points. So he had a good week. And they targeted him like crazy to start that game. So I was like, there's a huge mistake. And then the bomb helped me out with Ross. Because he actually ended up up turning it around. So you you ended up making the right decision. Yeah. that you you had Nick Chubb on that Monday night game. You needed about thirty points from him, which is not unheard of from a running back. It's happened a couple times this season already. Yeah, so I was a little nervous, and he did finish fairly well. Fifteen point eight points for you. Yeah, it's nice to see him getting in the end zone here for the first time. He's also getting involved in the passing game, but it is a little bit frustrating to see him lose some third down work too. I was hoping he would take more of that with Duke Johnson gone. That being said, I can't be too upset with fifteen point eight. I'm happy. Let's just keep moving up on that. I guess so, yeah, you got to take whatever positives you can and, yeah, and roll with it. So yeah, sure. Nick Chubb is the, a bright spot on your roster for sure. One of the few. Um, let's go on to the next uh, matchup here, though. I think we've touched on ours. Sounds good. Quite long enough. Um, the next one is Cook Baker touchdown maker. Best name, not the best team. 0-2 for Nolan, 105 <laughs> points. And then we have Scantling clad Stu for 124 points. So a pretty clean victory for Stu. Yeah, um... Okay, so let's. I quick want to just ask you a few questions. I'm going to say a player's name, and I just want you to tell me worried, not worried, because I want to go okay. through um, Nolan's roster a bit, okay? Okay. Okay, Baker Mayfield, are you worried or not worried? I'm worried. You're worried a bit? I'm a little worried. There was definitely good things. Having Odell go deep on that one play basically saved his week, though. Yeah. So I am worried. So he had 11.4 points in week one, 17 points in week two. He's currently the 23rd ranked quarterback. I don't think that's what a lot of people projected. No, I did not project that for him at all. I think better, brighter days are ahead, but it's going to be it's going to be a little rockier than people thought with the with the Cleveland Browns. They're not they're not the great greatest thing on earth like everyone thought. Malcolm Brown, worried or not worried? I'm um, honestly not worried. Not like, worried. I I like his role there. Like he's the guy that helps out. Todd Gurley get a little bit of a break. They seem to use him around the end zone a lot. Um, he only had 4.7 points this week, but I'm not worried. Okay, I'm actually a little bit more worried here, especially seeing Todd Gurley. It's not that Todd Gurley got a lot of work. He only had, he still had, I think he had 19 total touches last week, so not a ton, but he scored last week. So I think it's who, whoever gets the touchdown is going to be the one who's more valuable. Well, gets I, the I just never had that high of expectations for Brown. I think Brown's doing better than I expected to begin the season. So that's okay, why I'm not that's, worried. Okay, that's it's like he's saying. doing, he's performing better than I expected. And sure, it's going to be every once in a while, but I think that's kind of what I expected from him. Actually, I didn't even expect once in a while. I expected nothing. So Okay, so as far as a RB2 slash flex play. He would be more, I'd be way more comfortable in the flex, not as an RB2. Gotcha. Okay, Josh Gordon, worried or not worried? Oh, I'm petrified. Yeah. Yeah, like they, they clearly caught, got their new toy in AB, who is kind of what 
Josh Gordon does, and but better in all aspects. Josh Gordon is so fucking good, though. Oh, he's, so. exactly. It's tough because he's so good, but yeah. I think AB is just stolen his upside. Yeah, I'm actually I'm very worried about Josh Gordon as well too. 19 receiving yards, that's scary. There's not really a ton of solidity in the role for Josh Gordon. No. Now they're paying Antonio Brown a lot of money to play here too. I think a lot of it's going to go that way. So I'm far more worried as well. Uh, that was it for those guys. That's kind of who I was. Those to guys talk you about wanted there. to highlight there. Yeah, uh, I do want to mention that Devonta Adams did have over 100 yards this week. So we were talking about, okay, are we concerned about him? I was not concerned. Yeah. It sucks they didn't get in the end zone, but he got over 10 points, which is you want more from that top tier wide receiver. But it's not he didn't kill you. Yeah, he definitely didn't kill you. It's nice to see him getting involved in the offense, having some life there for sure. Um, and then Stu's team, it was actually a surprise. He still put up a good amount of points, and Deshaun Watson only had 12.86 points. Like yeah. So he was able to do it without um, the points from his quarterback, which is uh, always good when your roster can do that. Yeah, you can see he had a big week from Zeke. on Johnson had a good week. Mark Andrews, again, had a great week. Devin Singletary scored. So when you just add up all that stuff, your roster's safe. Clearly good work. Good week for him, 124 points with low points from your quarterback. That's got to feel good. You have to be confident in your roster being able to do that. And, yeah, like, do you have any concerns for Deshaun Watson moving forward? Not at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't be worried. Um, all right, we'll go on to our next matchup here, which is Fornicating Cousins versus Hard Men. Good matchup. Yeah. Um, that would be Danny versus Taylor. And we have 111 points versus 91 points for Taylor. Um, we had... The unfortunate injury for Danny to Drew Brees finishes with negative .48 points. Oopsies. Yeah, that's that's rough. It happens with when injuries go down that way. Luckily, his roster put up enough points in other places. Specifically, his kicker putting up 16 points and the Patriots defense putting up 48 points. 48 points? Are you joking me? That's why. He got like four times the amount of points, maybe almost five times the amount of points that you normally get from a defense, and that's why when your quarterback gets you negative points, you can still win the week and have over 100 points. He scored more points than you, and he had a negative points from his quarterback, Chris. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I've never seen a, a defense put up 48 points before. That's insane. So it was zero points, seven sacks, four interceptions, and two touchdowns. Whose team, who do they play against? Uh, not sure. Oh, that's the Miami Dolphins. They are just absolutely god-awful I will say it again worst team in the history of the NFL it's a hundred year anniversary this this is the worst team congratulations Miami you really want to put on a show for the hundredth year and you're doing it <laughs> yeah honestly what else am I supposed to say to that <laughs> all right let's move on a couple other players Kamara only putting up six points total this is going to be a big hit losing Drew Brees it really is yes so this is another we've been talking about how Danny's team is not looking good yes they're 2-0 and but it's not looking very promising right now sure they're going to try and give them all maybe more to Kamara to make up for the lack of quarterback play but it's still then the teams are just going to focus completely on yeah, that. Yeah, you can and hone in on Kamara more now. So that sucks. That the loss of Breeze for a couple of weeks just hurts your other parts of your roster because of Kamara as well. Yeah, and you can see the same thing kind of happens with Fournette too with Gardner Minshew coming. So now he's lost two starting quarterbacks for his starting running backs, which sucks. Uh, Fournette still had a relatively good week, but the point totals just they're not going to be the same for the team. That means less touchdown upside for your 
for your players, which is rough. Yeah, it's a touchdown upside that sucks. He had 47 rush yards, 40 receiving yards. I still feel fine having Fournette in my starting lineup. Like, I still think he's going to produce yeah. fairly well. And I, I, the touchdown, I think, will come, but it's going to be tough. Yeah, uh, another one I would just want to quick talk about is uh, Christian Kirk putting up 114 receiving yards. That's quite good. Against Baltimore, too. Yeah, it was kind of surprising that Kyler threw for so many yards against Baltimore. Threw for over 300 yards for two weeks straight now. Obviously, the touchdown wasn't there yet for Kirk, but... Seeing positive yards like that, that's that's got to feel good. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and then on the other end there with Taylor's team, he did have Russell Wilson go for 30 points, yeah, uh, which is great. Game. Really good week for him. Um, and really, the rest kind of let him down. His kicker got 11 points, and that was his next highest scoring player. Yeah, no one else over 10 points for his roster, and when that happens, unfortunately, you're probably not going to yeah. win. Uh, under that 100-point mark, and definitely not, you're not going to get most wins it's very rare that you'd get a win off of that that being said he was safe from the gauntlet who we got next well the next one is walking over to Mahomes which is Brandon 105 points facing against Steve return of the Mac 59.62 points that is quite the embarrassment and for uh, Steve this week he is no longer in the gauntlet let me load it up. Let's see if it's going to take forever like last time. <laughs> up in the air. It already is happening right okay, now. Well, Rick, I think, I just want to say, I think this might be the lowest possible, or the lowest uh, point total ever in our league. Not sure. We can't vet it. We don't know for sure because I don't care to go back in the past. Embarrassing nevertheless. Yeah, I do think it's not quite the lowest, but when you're below 60 points, that's wild. Let me see if this loads up here. As I mentioned, second elimination from the gauntlet tournament is Steve in an embarrassing loss at 59 points. Yes, that really hurts. I'm going to quick talk about a few players from uh, Steve's team who really let him down this week. A big one, he's been talking about a bunch, is Cam Newton. He has been a huge, huge disappointment this season. I think a lot of people were expecting some big things coming out of Cam. They're like, you know what? His shoulder's healed. There's no limitations. But he is not looking like the same guy, especially with that foot injury now. He's not a Bro, he threw for over 300 yards. It Cam's amazing. Matter. Okay, that's fine to say, Adam. <laughs> but this offense clearly isn't nearly as efficient in the red zone as it used to be. Last year, they were constantly scoring. No matter how they did it, they were hyper-efficient in the red zone. This year, they can barely get in the end zone. I don't even know if Cam has thrown for a touchdown yet this year. No, he has not. Yeah, so that that's hurts. that. Yeah, you can't have that from a quarterback. He, you're not throwing touchdowns. You're not going to win games. And yeah, things are not looking good for the Panthers. There's a lot of hype for DJ and Curtis Samuel. That hype is very diminished. Um, and let's see what happens with Cam not playing. Let's see if the backup is going to do anything. Probably not going to throw for over 300 yards. No, and I can't expect a good thing as far as a touchdown output either. I'm hoping that Cam can heal up his foot. I want him to take off this week, get better, get back to playing his game where he runs and throws because that's going to make the entire offense better for for everyone involved, right? Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, he had Duke Johnson, the player that we've had uh, a beer bet on with uh, Duke Johnson versus Carlos Hyde. Yep. Um, I felt the confidence last week, confidence even more this week. I'm slowly pulling away with that. And are you are you getting more and more nervous for this bet? Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely starting to change my tune here, and I think Steve should be worried. Um, unless an injury happens to hide here, 
the trend is showing the dude he got over 20 carries last week yes so that's exactly. showing that they want to use him as not only the number one running back but a, like a workhorse running back yeah that's an excellent amount of carries he he doesn't get the receiving work but he doesn't need it that's they just don't throw the running yeah, back that's not part of back. that's not part of their game plan so yeah duke johnson i just i didn't, didn't think that he was going to be able to perform well and so far he hasn't really performed that well what i don't understand if you're the houston texans why are you paying a third round pick for someone that you don't even want to use um, well, I think they had him when they still had Lamar, did they not, or no? Yeah, but so you're going to use Lamar the way you're using Carlos Hyde. I yeah. just don't understand why you're paying a third-round pick for a position that's not that valuable, especially if you're not going to use that player that, very much. Yeah, I guess the, a third-rounder for a guy that's only going to be kind of a breath for Lamar Miller is not worth it, I agree. No, especially because you're going to have to, they're already, like, they're paying him a relatively high salary, too. It, it just, it blew my mind, just how this one's been played out, I think, there's been some mistakes just in general by Bill O'Brien trying to be a GM right now, and I think this is one of them. Yeah, definitely possible. Um, we, um, Steve being he, also had Alshon Jeffrey in his lineup, which gave him a goose. So those were yeah. those were the two. Again, uh, that one was huge. He didn't even step on the field. Yeah, like that's that's just insane. That's that gonna be, that's gonna be crushing for sure. Yeah. Um, and then oh my god, he had Jimmy Graham go for nothing as well. Yeah. So he had two gooses under sixty points. It's an absolute embarrassment on the field. Um, Steve, you should feel that. <laughs> I just want to quick talk about Michael Thomas a bit. So he had 89 receiving yards, but there's going to be some big changes, obviously, there. Are you concerned about Michael Thomas the rest of the season now? Um, yeah, so, yes, absolutely, of course. So yeah, you have the most accurate quarterback, it. I think, in history, Drew Brees. You're, of course, going to be nervous for Michael Thomas. Yeah, I think Teddy, like, as far as backups go, he's pretty good. But there's no way you're going to get the same rapport that you had with Drew Brees, the same efficiency that you had with Drew Brees. This was his first-round pick. I think he took a mid-first round. This guy now, like if we're going to say redraft right now, I'd say he's like a fifth-round pick. You think Michael Thomas is a fifth-round pick? Yeah, with Teddy Bridgewater? No chance. Okay, where would you take him? I would take him in the late third, early fourth. Like Michael Thomas is still an amazing wide receiver. Like the, the, okay, you maybe can't I'm take overreacting, that, but I'll, maybe yeah, I'll say I, fourth now. I but still I don't think, think he's I'd go higher. an amazing wide receiver, and yes, it's gonna suck. But don't forget about Taysom Hill. I love oh, Taysom no, Hill. No, he can't throw. He is the though. most utility player ever. Yeah. Such a gritty dude. I love it. He's my one of my favorite players in the league. I love how New Orleans uses him. And with so you Breeze think he's being gonna a, save Michael Thomas, he's gonna save no, he's Michael not, Thomas. No <laughs> I do love him. Don't get me yeah. wrong. He's sweet. I love to watch him. Play. And to be fully honest, no, he will not save Michael <laughs> Thomas. But I do love the guy, and he's gonna get more playing time. And I'm very excited to see that. Yeah. Okay. I'm on the exact same boat there. Vance McDonald playing with. Um, Mason Rudolph scored twice. Scored twice. He only had 38 yards, but scoring twice helps scoring a lot. Twice. That helps. Shitty um, quarterback's best friend is usually a tight end. So that that's well. true. Um, we'll go on to the next matchup here, um, which is Golden Girls versus I Shower With My Socks. Golden Girls, 128.58 points. Fraser. 131.3 points. Unbelievable performance. And it was looking like Ben had a clear victory here. We're going into the Sunday night game. We're going into the Monday night game. And Fraser's like, okay, a little bit closer. But, Chris, do you want to talk about what happened with the end of those games with Fraser, with Julio Jones and Odell Beckham Jr.? For sure, yeah. So Ben had a really big lead going into Sunday night with only two games left. Julio Jones puts down a huge performance, puts up 106 yards and two receiving touchdowns for 22.6 points, bringing himself to a... 
in shooting distance of Ben, can he pull off taking down the guy who just put up 197 points? Then bang, Odell Beckham goes out there, makes an unreal one-handed grab, and then he takes a slant to the house. He puts up 161 yards and a receiving touchdown for 22.1 points, and that was enough to take down Ben. Ben, how should he feel about this one? Yes, Ben, you do get the pull the trigger drop this week. Yes, you scored 128 points. Usually not the situation we want to pull the trigger. But when you're on top of the world, 197 points, things are looking so easy, breezy, beautiful for you. And then bang, Julio, bang, Odell, completely takes out that win. You are now 1-1, one one, tied with Fraser 1-1. One unbelievable good job Fraser and Ben you got to pull the trigger this week you do I'm actually not sure do you know if Fraser's still invited up to the cottage after this Um, that is a very interesting situation Um, it's possible that he will be getting the wrong directions and he'll end up somewhere a couple hours away Um, and then hopefully his car breaks down yeah Yeah, so yes he is still invited but who knows if he gets the proper directions from Ben we'll see another just a player I want to kind of highlight for Ben's roster he actually had a, a, a good week putting up that many points Lamar Jackson another great week but Austin Eckler, so he had 17.3 points, which is fantastic, but he had a fumble on the goal line. So that really, really hurts your roster, right? Because he's going from possibly scoring a touchdown to now losing two points. That's an eight-point swing to your roster. It's just, it's bone-breaking. So, um, sorry, who was the player that had the fumble? Austin Eckler. Oh, yeah. So, he fumbled okay. on the goal line. He still had a great week, though. Like... But when, when it comes down to such few points between a win and a loss... Like, those eight points, it's, it's devastating. Oh, no, oh, it's, for sure. It's the yeah. difference between winning and losing. Another reason why the pull the trigger definitely fits for Ben this week. Yeah. Um, but 17.3 points. I'm pretty sure he's probably the number one running back still. He, yeah, like, he is the number one running back like, through two weeks in the NFL. Unbelievable. He's, yeah. he's putting on a show for Ben. Couldn't get the win this week, though. We'll have to talk about it halfway through the season. Be like, who is the best pick of the draft? I want to do it halfway through the season. Right now, it's looking like Austin. Right Hattler. now, it's looking that way for sure. Yeah. Um, Nobody else in Ben's team, like Galladay actually, Kenny Galladay for um, Detroit, he had 117 yards and a receiving touchdown against the Chargers. So great week there. Um, and then he had Lamar Jackson going for 34.88 points. So those are what's really carried Ben's team. Um, yeah. And nobody else really killed him, but nobody else really exploded. Exactly. Yeah, it's just kind of how the roster went for him. On the other side, uh, Matt Ryan putting up 25 points really helps. And then obviously Julio and Odell, the big ones. Yes, and we did already talk about O.J. Howard goosing because uh, we had an episode yeah, we last week it, yeah. on the Saturday, so that game had already happened on the Thursday. But Fraser is over to, able to overcome the goose egg and get that win. Well done, Fraser. Well done, buddy. All right, let's go on to our last recap matchup, which was Alex Bolt Gang, 102 points versus Goff and Cold Madison, 115.46 points for Andrew. Now both these squads are 1-1, one and... One, and Andrew's got to be feeling a little bit better now that he has that win under his belt. Yeah, that's definitely a good feeling in that sense. But there's a lot of uh, issues around Gould's roster now that I just kind of want to highlight. Josh Jacobs, he's dealing with a groin issue with sucks. Curtis Samuel, who's playing quarterback for Carolina, we don't know right now. He has Juju. Who also dealing with a quarterback issue. Yeah, so just a couple players. It's just not going your way. It can, it can really hurt. But he does still have Dalvin Cook. 25.1 points. The dude is amazing. 
I expect this all the time from him. He is just a guy that can go to the house on any play, and they like giving him the ball, so his opportunities to go to the house are very high. Yeah, 20 carries. He now has 24 points in the first week, 25 in the second week. He's the number two running back so far through the season. He's everything that everyone saw. The potential is there. Everyone's seen how electric he is. Now he's kind of putting it all together. Let's see if he can do it for a full season. If he can, he's going to he's gonna break some records because he's fantastic. Oh, he's, he's amazing. It's, it's, it's the health. We talked about it last week. Yeah. We don't need to go off and on and on about the injury problems that could occur, but... I love it. I, I hope that it keeps continuing because I love that player. For sure. Um, is there anybody else you really want to talk about for both these matchups here? Calvin Ridley on the other end got um, 16 points. Um, yeah, he's been looking five receiving yards very and good. Or receiving touchdown. I like Calvin Ridley. Best wide receiver out of the draft last year. And he's... Matt Ryan found him. He's looking good. Yeah, he looked good for sure. And Zach Ertz now, he was someone I was a little bit worried about earlier in the season because of all the targets to go around there just in Philadelphia. Now with the two top targets leaving, it looks like it's going to be the Zach Ertz show for the next couple of weeks. Unfortunately, this is when I play Alex when he has the Zach Ertz oh, show. Oh, of course. Perfect. Yeah. Um, the other play that kind of did well, did very well for Alex was Aaron Jones, 21 yeah, points. Yeah, it was nice to see him put it together in the rushing and receiving game, wasn't it? Yeah, but do you think that will continue? Like, do you think he has it now? It, who knows? It's tough to say. I'm, I don't know if I'm overly convinced by this Green Bay offense yet because they scored 21 points all in the first half, and then they didn't score again. They completely got shut down in the second half. That doesn't put a lot of confidence in that Green Bay offense. There's still going to be some growing pains. It's nice to see that he was the workhorse, though. It wasn't splitting with Jamal Williams anymore. So that's got to make you feel a little bit better. That's for sure. Yeah. But Jamal Williams is still there. He's still going to get some work. He's still, it's still not not just Aaron Jones. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, I think we should get into our week three picks now. And yeah. to recap what our picks were last week, we both picked myself getting the win. We both picked Stu getting the win. We both picked Danny getting the win. We both picked Brandon getting the win. We both picked Ben, who did not get the win. Should have picked Frazier. Then that last matchup where it was like kind of a toss-up who was going to get it. I picked Alex. You picked Andrew. Andrew got that win. We're so tied. We're, yeah, we're all tied up here. Yes. Seven um, seven wins apiece. I was 4-3 and three last week. You're 4-3 and three this week. So things are right tight. And we're going to see what happens this week. Can't wait. Um, right. What matchup do you want to start with, Chris? We can start with yours. It seems to be the how sure. we start doing it. So I've got that prepared if you want to go with that. Great. So I've got Miles to hide from Brown versus Return of the Mac. He's playing Steve, guy who's backing into this matchup after a 59-point performance. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about my matchup this week. Um, I got Dak Prescott, Matt, Brenda, Saquon Barkley, Antonio Brown, Adam Thielen, uh, Marquise Brown, Delaney, oh sorry, Darren Waller, my apologies, oh. uh, <laughs> Carlos Hyde is now in my starting lineup, Matt Prater, and then the Bills defense versus Steve li- Steve's lineup, which has Cam still in it, so that's probably going to change. He has Jacoby Brissett on his bench. Yeah. I would. He's probably going to play that guy. Um, then he still has Duke Johnson, Marlon Mack, Juice Landry, Michael Thomas, uh, Mike Williams, Vance McDonald, Rashad Penny, Harrison Butker, and then the Eagles defense versus Detroit. Um, I'm feeling really good about this matchup. I, it's unfortunate. I did have an injury to Michael Gallup. He's going to be gone for two to four weeks. Yeah, I was loving ideal. him a lot. I'm glad it's only a short-term injury and he will be back. But 
I'm facing Steve, so it's happening at a pretty good time for me, I think. Yeah, for sure. I think Marquise Brown can have a really big week against Kansas City. I don't think that uh, defense has shown much. doesn't really matter. If you're the Kansas City offense, you're still going to win, but they've shown to be susceptible, especially in the past. So I think he could have a really big week. Um, Antonio Brown, I'm excited to see what he can do against the Jets. This could be another game where they just let off the gas really early because they're going to kick the shit out of this team. I but, hope I, I hope they like continue to feed him like they did in Miami and they weren't just making a point of it because like we have him we're going to use him mm-hmm. but I think he's just that good and Bill Belichick doesn't care he just wants to win he's going to give the best player on the field the ball yeah and you have Jack Prescott against Miami which it Woo-hoo! should be should be huge points everyone's destroyed that defense this offense has looked fantastic through two weeks I don't see any reason that they're going to slow down but on the other side yeah you said between Cam and Jacoby I think Jacoby has a chance to do. Some pretty good things this week. He's playing against Atlanta, and their their defense hasn't looked rel- all that good against the pass, so I think they could do something. Uh, Duke Johnson against the Chargers, I, I don't like what I see there at all. Uh, Michael Thomas against Seattle with a backup quarterback can be tough, and just starting Rashad Penny in general isn't really what I think I'd want to do at this point. Yeah, um... What oh my god! I've been talking about him. Uh, Chris Carson. Thank you very much, Chris Carson. Um, he had a fumble in the yeah. game last week, and yeah. then they started using Penny more, which allowed Penny to score. So I think that that sucks for Carson owners, um, and it helps Penny. So I was way less confident in Penny last week in the first week. Now it seems like they've broken a little bit of trust and confidence with Chris Carson, so Penny might get actually get a little bit more work. Yeah, well, it's, that'll be one to watch for sure to see how things go down because that could that could make a big difference. You're right. They, uh, they definitely changed some tides yesterday. All right, let's not tickle it too much longer. I'm going with myself. What do you want? Oh, yeah, no, no yeah, doubt. For sure. All right, next matchup here, we're going to go with Cooking in the Woods getting chubby against Bolt Gang. That's you versus Alex. Your roster is a hot piece of garbage. It is Carson Wentz, the Mustard Man, Sony Michelle, <laughs> Chris, uh, uh, Goodwin, Robert Woods, DJ Moore, Jason Witten, uh, Nick Chubb, Maher, and the Packers defense versus Denver. And then for the Bolt Gang, they got Phillip Rivers, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Keenan Allen, um, Robinson, the receiver for Chicago, Calvin Ridley, Zach Ertz, Sterling Shepard, Goskowski, and then the Buccaneers versus the Giants. Yeah, I think there's. it's tough having, I think, Detroit's defense versus Philly's offense. It, it was a juicy matchup for me. It makes it a lot worse now that I don't have Deshaun Jackson there. That's going to bring down Carson Wentz as well. I'm hoping that he can still put up a good performance. He still did fine last week in the end. And obviously that you were talking about that Nelson Aguilar drop, that could have made it tons different. That could have been a, oh, yeah. a completely different week. So... I'm gonna hold him in the roster. I think he, I think he'll be okay. He's he's looked really good this year so far. So hopefully that'll hang on there. I'm hoping for another mustard man magic night, and I'm hoping for some firepower from Goodwin. Outside of that, my roster's not great right now. I'm so, not gonna lie, I have a lot of injuries. You do, you're dealing with some injuries, but the Coleman injury has been replaced by the mustard man, and I think he, the mustard man is gonna play better than Coleman would play. Again, I've, oh, no, you're you're no. such a hater though. You well, are sure, sure, I, but it's because he's had the opportunities to be the guy, and he hasn't done anything with it. He's not that good of a running back, Chris. Okay. It was a bad pick. <laughs> I'm glad you have the mustard man now because he's way better than Coleman. So, but you Coleman were so hard back, on the mustard man last week. Oh, I was for sure because yeah. well, Brenda still had more rushing yards than the mustard man yeah, it just worked good. out better for the touchdowns for uh mostert yeah but regardless i think the mustard man is better than coleman 100 percent. all right well i got them both so we'll see how it plays out later in the year um oh, sorry who are you going with 
Uh, right. let's, let's quick talk about uh, Alex's team sure. a bit. Um, I don't know what Christian McCaffrey's going to do against Arizona. I think it's highly dependent on what Cam does as far as playing or not, because that defense is hot trash again. But the offense could be way worse. I'm kind of hoping they'll be way worse. I think McCaffrey's going to have a really big week. Oh, thanks. Thanks for saying that. I mean, they're they're going to drop life. the ball off a lot to McCaffrey. He's going to run good routes and, and make some plays happen. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of this week is going to come down to his Philip Rivers, Keenan Allen stack against Houston. They're a pretty good defense, but if it swings that way, like they're scary to play against that stack for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, that could be a very explosive group right there. And then I also like Zach Hurts versus Detroit. Yeah, for sure. I really do too. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Alex to beat me. All right, fair enough. I'm also taking Alex. That was a no-brainer for me. Um, let's go on to our next matchup here, which is Cook Baker, touchdown maker. Nolan versus Fornicate and Cousins, Danny, and... Nolan's roster is Stafford, Barber, Connor, Adams, Cooks, Boyd, Kelsey, Aguilar, Gould, and the Bears. And then on the other end, we have Danny's roster being Josh Allen, Leonard Fournette, Kamara, T.Y. Hilton, um, Devin Smith. Smith, which is the Dallas wide receiver. That's a quick pickup on the free agents wire today. Yeah. And then going right into that starting lineup. It is playing against Miami. Gallops out. I think it's a good start. Makes he also difference. has Christian Kirk, TJ Hawkinson, Chris Carson, um, Sly, the Carolina kicker, and then the Patriots defense versus the Jets. Okay. Um, big ones. People who I think are going to have a big week. I think Nelson Aguilar can have a really good week against Detroit for Nolan. And I think Travis Kelsey will also light up the Baltimore defense who... I don't think that's has looked very good through two weeks. It's tough to say because Miami sucks ass, but Arizona really moved the ball quite well against them. So I think Kansas City is going to have zero problem moving all against uh, against them. So those are some big ones on that side of the ball. On the other side, I'm pretty worried about Kamara. I don't know what's going to happen there at all. So it just makes me Danny's roster is just it's really taking a downturn without without Breeze. I feel for the guy there. That's for sure and. I'm I'm going with Nolan on this one. We we've spent a quite a good amount of time bad mouthing Danny's team this episode, um, and so it's fairly obvious how I feel about it and yeah. how you feel about it. So I'm going with Nolan in this matchup. And what are you thinking? I think I a big part. We have the Patriots defense versus the Jets, though. That's huge. Oh yeah, because do- like the third string court or yeah, third string quarterbacks in there. Yeah. And that's for Danny. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Danny. All right, because we need some more. Look at ones. that. Yeah. So Danny, after bad mathing you for pick, yeah. the whole episode, we do have, well, half of us has some confidence in you to get the win this week. So <laughs> that'll be an interesting to watch. Um, next matchup here, we have Scantling Clad versus Goff and Cold Madison. Stu versus Andrew, and Stu's team is Deshaun Watson, Ezekiel Elliott, Carryon Johnson, Julian Edelman. Um, John Brown, Chris Godwin, um, Mark Andrews, Devontae Freeman, Justin Tucker in the 49ers defense versus Tom Brady, Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, Car- uh, Cooper Cup, Curtis Samuel, Juju Smith-Schuster, George Kittle, Marvin Jones, Kaimi Fairbairn, and then the Cowboys defense versus Miami for Andrew. Just for Stu in general, has a really well-rounded roster. I think he's got a lot of talent in a lot of different places. His weakest receiver, in my opinion, who's starting is John Brown, who has a fantastic matchup. Who's also a good player. I think he can do a lot. Uh, Mark Andrews versus Kansas City can be really good. Um, his his roster scares me. I think it's actually quite good, and it's looking better as the season has gone on. And while we have Tom Brady against the Jets, there's lots of question marks just around Gould's roster right now. Josh Jacobs dealing with a groin injury. 
two new quarterbacks coming in for his receivers. I think that makes things a bit scary for him. Yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty on that side of it. Um, but for Stu, do you think Freeman, who's in his flex right now, Devontae Freeman, is going to do anything? No. Because okay, so have you lost your confidence? Because we talked about it last yeah. last episode and I was talking about how I've never really been that high on him. Um last week he only had six point four points. The first week he had one point one and he's going against Indy, which is not like a powerhouse defense, but do you think there's gonna be any sort of bounce back? Yeah, I think like Indy definitely has like a, a good defense or good defense, not a powerhouse, you're right. Yeah. I think it's he's completely gonna to be touchdown dependent now. If he scores, he's gonna be good. If not, he won't be. So and just with that running game being so poor, they're going to focus on the on the pass with such a shit O-line. So. Yeah. But that being said, I'm still going to take Stu's team. I think they're going to win. Yeah, I'm also going with Stu's team here. I do think that they have the better shot of winning it this week. Um, it's I think that's going to be a close match, but I do think that Stu um, is going to take that win there. So pull that one out. Next, we got Golden Girls versus Hard Men. That's Ben versus Taylor. For Ben's starting lineup, we got Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Todd Gurley. DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, Kenny Galladay, Delaney Walker, Austin Eckler, Greg Zerline in the Seahawks defense. For Taylor, we have Russell Wilson, David Johnson, Joe Mixon, Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, Stefan Diggs, Evan Ingram, Philip Lindsay, Will Lutz, and the Broncos defense. Um, another interesting matchup, but we do, I guess Ben, I, I was going to say that Ben is undefeated, but he's not. Fraser took him down. Yes. Um, but a very good team versus an 0-2 team with Taylor. Um, and he is in 10th place out of 12. His things are just not looking that good for Taylor. Um, but the Russell Wilson matchup against New Orleans, I think, could be fairly good for him. Yeah, and that's um, a stack with Tyler Lockett, too. Yes, exactly. So if, that, if those two players are able to connect, and it happens multiple times, that could be the difference between winning and losing. But... On the other end, when you have DeAndre Hopkins and then Amari Cooper versus Miami without Gallup there, it it's, it looks like Ben's going to have another very good week. He just snuck out of an or a W last week. I think he's able to bounce back and, and take the win actually this week. So I just think that his players are just in general better than Taylor's players and they're going to perform better. Yeah, with Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram against Kansas City again, I think that makes a big difference. That's I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, so that makes a going to help a lot Mike Evans playing for Taylor against the Giants I think he can have a turnaround week I think Tampa Bay's passing game is going to improve start to do better but I think Carolina's defense is going to shut David Johnson right down because they're going to going to need to step up for this team now for sure yeah I think it's just not going to be there Ben has a very very good team as well and yeah I agree there but Ben's going to take this win all right um, so then that leads us into our very last matchup. Do you want to take it away, Chris? Sure, we got I shower with my socks versus walking over to my homies. That means Frazier versus Brandon. So we got Matt Ryan, Derek Henry, David Montgomery, Julio Jones, Larry Fitzgerald, Odell Beckham, O.J. Howard, Royce Freeman, Jake Elliott in the Titans defense. That's Frazier's starters versus Brandon starters who are Patrick Mahomes, Frank Gore, Le'Veon Bell, Emmanuel Sanders, Sammy Watkins, Tyrell Williams, Greg Olson, D.K. Metcalf, Zane Gonzalez, and then the Vikings defense. Can Fraser recreate the magic against the Warlock? Let's hope. I think everyone wants Fraser to do it. I want Fraser to do it. Uh, man, I don't know. I, I wouldn't you say every, You don't know if you... Okay. I don't know if everybody, everybody would want it. I, oh, okay, I, oh, okay, I we're definitely biased. Hosts are biased. Yes, I Fraser. definitely want Fraser to be conjuring that magic and just sending a fireball into his Warlock face. Yeah. But... I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think so either. There's, 
it's hard to see Patrick Mahomes slowing down. He looks so far in the season. He looks like a good pick in that third round. Our league in general, we don't take quarterbacks early. He's been worth it so far. The dude's on fire. He's so good. He's going over 50 again. Yeah, like it, it really does look like it. That's like almost impossible to repeat. But like, look at this guy play. He's so fun to watch. He's so exciting. He throws bombs. That O-line has been incredible this year. Just giving him time to throw bombs. It's been exciting to watch. So the one thing that I want to watch is Frank Gore. He is playing since yeah. he's weak defense. It seems like Singletary is going to, not going to play this week. So that's a great play by um, Brandon there. Again, one of those guys I had on my roster. I had dropped him for John oh, Ross. I'm happier with John Ross than I am with Frank Gore. But this is one of those situations. This is why I wanted Gore on my lineup, in my lineup, um, or on my bench at least, for situations like this. Yeah. And I think that uh, Brandon's definitely going to benefit from him scooping him up. I and think so too. I think it's smart to play him. The other thing to watch would be how does Derrick Henry perform? Can he do it for a third week in a row? I don't think he can do it for a couple of reasons. We have Thursday night, and it's against Jacksonville's defense. There's some animosity right now with Jalen Ramsey on that defense, but they looked really good last week in general. They shut down Houston, which is an insanely high-powered offense. Yeah. Thursday night just in general is tough on offenses as it is, and I don't, I just can't see him doing it again. I can't. Henry just needs one. Yeah, he He's does. He's proving he just needs one. We'll see. I'm going to bet against it this week, but the first two weeks it's definitely paid off for Frazier so far. I think O.J. Howard can also turn it around against the Giants. I know that goose egg happened last week, but I really am projecting an upswing in that. Man, I just don't get the hype around O.J. Howard. Like, has, ha, has, ha, I guess Watch I haven't habits. watched him close enough, but I really feel like I haven't seen anything that has blown my socks off from O.J. Howard. And people have been drafting him so early, or they, and they keep playing him. They have so much faith in them. I've just never, ever, for a shred of a moment, had faith in O.J. Howard. So last season, like he was injury-prone. I think he only played like half the games. He was like the number six tight end on the season, playing Interesting. half the games. He's, he's lightning in a bottle. The dude is... Very, very well-rounded tight end. He's one of the best ones because he can catch the ball really well, and he blocks so well. The biggest issue is he blocks so well that they're making him block, and it pisses me off. <laughs> I have him in Dynasty, and I love just watching him play because he, he's just so hyper-talented. I think he's he not being used to his full potential. He does have Winston as his quarterback, though. Who hates tight ends. Exactly. So that's one of those – this year especially, I don't see much of an uptick. Sure, they're playing a weak Giants defense, but – I'm not projecting another an upswing for O.J. Howard. I'm projecting an upswing for Mike Evans, not O.J. Howard. Okay, yeah, we'll see. I'm just hoping because I, when like I'm a fan of the player, so I'm cheering for the player, and that probably makes me biased at the same time. Fair enough. Um, last little point here, um, David Montgomery. He got a little bit yeah. more work, and he's playing Washington this week on the Monday night game. I think Fraser should feel very confident that maybe he can pull some magic. On that Monday night game, he had it with Odell. Maybe he can pull it off again with David Montgomery. Hopefully they're getting more and more trust in him, feed him the ball a little bit more. And I think that it's going to continue to grow for David Montgomery as the season goes on. Yeah, it definitely could. All right, Adam, who are you picking in this matchup? Um, In this matchup, it's I I have to go with the Warlock. Yeah, I'm taking the Warlock as well. So again, we only have one different this week. That's okay. As long as we're keeping them a bit different, it's going to keep the battle tight. But it's also going to 
show us who can come out on top. Exactly. It's going to be uh, really close near the end here. Uh, thanks for listening. That is our episode here. We're nailing it right around that one hour mark, which is where we like to keep it. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode this week. Um, it is a Wednesday one, so you're getting it just before all of the games, which is always fantastic. Um, Chris, any closing remarks? No, I hope uh, if you guys don't listen before the Thursday night, or maybe you can listen up on the way to Brandon's or to Ben's cottage. And I hope you enjoyed the show, guys. It was a lot of fun again. Absolutely. Love you, boys. Fuck you, Brendan.